podcast my name is pc tunny and i am the artist formerly known as pizza funny i am joined as always by the man the myth the legend the other half of the world's greatest tag team never it's him it is him it doth be dpp and there's another person here that was an og that nobody cares that i'm here right now so let's get on with it pc (laughs) yeah uh he's here the original third member of the dwi podcast dan are you ready to do this with me it's been a long time let's do it uh, I got the I got the I got the punchline. So you ready? Nice. Let's do it. All right, Mike. Mike. Woo! Did you have one planned? I didn't, but uh, we would just went to uh, the Admirals game, and it reminded me some of the folks were wearing the old Miracle on Ice uh, USA jerseys, and made me oh. reminded me of the. The Mike Woo Zioni. Zioni, yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the Mike Man is back, and that is not all. AJ Belaz is here, the phenomenally funky fresh trivia trickster himself. What's up, AJ? How can I follow that up? Like and it's like, oh yeah, no, AJ's here. We got oh, Mike I... Man. <laughs> oh, AJ, I was about to say, AJ. how am I gonna follow that up? And, it's been it's like, a, it's like a famous speech goes off, and then out of nowhere, it's like, oh, yeah, and he's here, too, for the backup. Oh. So you were on 300, then? I oh, was, yeah. I was okay. looking at uh, the Skype uh, call here, my listing, and it was 2021. November, I was I there for 2021. That. Yeah, that's 79 episodes ago. I, I had a lot more hair on that last episode. <laughs> we all did. We all did. I did all right, folks, we got plenty to talk about today. Uh, the Mike man is here. AJ's here. He's got trivia for all of us. So, Mike, at some point in the next 30 minutes, you're going to have to find a pen and a piece of paper. Uh, um, and we are, we, what a guy. We are, we are just ripping ready to go here. Episode 379 right here, DWI podcast, Chairshot Radio Network. That's where you can find us and all your favorite uh, podcasts sports entertainment and sports entertainment and don't forget about the chairshot.com where we encourage you to always use your head and head on over to pro forward slash the chair shot we're going to take a very brief break and we'll be right back and get things moving here dwi 379 
Promotional consideration paid for by the following. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thecheshire.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thecheshire.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Special edition DWI podcast number 379 today. Mike Man in the house. And we got uh, we got the four corners running right here. AJ, DP, and myself, PC Tunney. We're going to start the show on a sad note. Uh, wrestling absolute unbelievable legend. Maybe one of the most legit guys, too, of all time, having been working with, I think it was the U.S. wrestling team, right? Uh, way back in his day. The Sheik has passed, 81 years old. And... Not only did he have this phenomenal wrestling career, but he had this life after wrestling, which was so unbelievably entertaining. And his Twitter account and um, the way he'd keep the gimmick going, man. Uh, anybody want to share their thoughts here on, on, you know, their first memories of Sheik and, and things of that nature? He didn't really like Hulk Hogan, is from what I understand. <laughs> He's keeping that gimmick going. <laughs> it Face still the- didn't. <laughs> Baby faces and heels, different cars, different hotels, DP. That's right. Boy, and he kept, yeah, uh, how hilarious. He kept that going for, whatever, 60 years or however long it was since when he retired. Forever. It's insane. Uh, well, thank it's God for Twitter. Uh, just for that. years since Hulk beat him, right? Yeah. Um, you so, know, I, I, I didn't, I started watching wrestling pretty much right after that, you know, so I didn't really get to see him in his, in any of his prime wrestling or anything like that. So uh, the only uh, knowledge I have of him wrestling wise is just what, you know, you've seen in, in, you know, going back and watching old matches or something, or uh, when he did his, his managing and he came out when Sergeant Slaughter over at WrestleMania seven timeframe, when him and Sheik and general Adnan were doing their thing and, going against Hogan again. And um, one of the biggest, one of the biggest heels, like, yeah, that, that little faction with slaughter and even holding the title, he got a title run out of that, you know, he a, like yeah. he got to beat the ultimate warrior and then lose the Hulk Hogan, which is crazy. So, yeah, I mean, that was such a, one of the biggest, one of the biggest heels, that little three man group of the first 10 WrestleMania era. They, they capitalized at the right time. Right. With the, you know, with the desert storm going on and everything, you know, in the middle East. So it was just a, it was just beautiful timing to bring him back and to do that whole gimmick was just, yeah, was, it was a great time for, for heel wrestling right there. What about you, Mike? Uh, you know, I was going to jump in, uh, like DPP did there when it was about, uh, slaughter and his, I don't know, I guess you'd say slaughter doing a heel turn, but when he was basically turning his back on his country, and joining the other side, and Murray, he had the uh, didn't he have the boots that were given him by Saddam Hussein too that he wrestled in? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> they had yeah. his little wrestling boots and the little pointy uh, the tips at the end, and I de- that's the uh, probably the first time I really remember the Sheik. Um, and then you know, as you get older, you watch more old stuff as you get exposed to it, and you have the ability to catch it, and you realize what great heel work he did. And then it's just amazing to see how he went from arguably one of the most hated characters at a time when there were a lot of people not entirely convinced this was a work as much as he was disliked to as beloved as he became as an, as an older guy. And 
uh, really just rolls to a, a new level of fame, you know, with his Twitter account. I, I wish I could find it because I saw something on Reddit earlier today where they were showing like his top eight or ten posts that oh, he had on there. I, of here, I got come across it. No, I have his. I have six of his best Hulk Hogan ones for Twitter. Oh <laughs> boy, first one's fuck Hogan. <laughs> it's all caps. Everything That's was always all caps. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Next one is Hulk Hogan is not a jabroni. Dot dot dot. April Fool's Day, you fucking jabroni. <laughs> uh, the next one is Hulk Hogan. You are worse than the automatic twenty percent tip on party six or more. <laughs> wow. Uh, Hulk Hogan, you are worse than the airport tuna sandwich. <laughs> Hulk Hogan may have been a dumb son of a bitch in the ring. But outside the ring, he was also a dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, from November 26, 2020. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone, except the Hulk Hogan. Hogan. <laughs> oh, Lord. I do, I do like how he always referred to people he hated as tiny raisin balls, too. Made that, he'd bring that up a lot on guys that he didn't care for. Yeah. <laughs> AJ, what about you? Uh, I mean, as practically like the baby of chair shot i didn't really get to experience the full glory of chic obviously i watched all the older stuff but like like everyone else has been saying it it wasn't until the whole like all the interviews the twitter page and everything else where we really got to see chicy shine uncensored you know uh, the, the fuck the hulk hogan break it back make him humble I do, I do, and all that. Like we, <laughs> we got the full glory of Sheik uncensored on all of those interviews, always bashing Hogan in some way, shape, or form, as pretty much everyone now that wrestled in the '80s and '90s do. But he, he's such a iconic figure, because, like you said, Mike, man, with everything going on, where people were like, uh, he. He actually is, is like a terrorist and everything else. It, it was still real to them for a very long time, and he made it work. He made all of that work beautifully, and he knew what his role was. He knew exactly what to do. It was perfect. He was the best heel they had because Vince loved having the the foreign dictatorship guy as a character all the time for some reason. And Sheik mastered it. And you're probably never really going to see that again. So, in 1971, he won the AAU Greco-Roman Championship at 180 pounds. And in 1972, he was a coach for the United States Olympic wrestling team in the in the games. So, he was also a bodyguard for the Shah of Iran earlier before that. So, this guy was Iranian, but... I know I've seen interviews and heard him talk about he loved America. So, like, he he loved it so much he came here and coached the Olympic team, right? You know what I mean? Like, like so he was – that was all a work, that heel stuff from the hating the U.S. stuff. And that's how good he was and how much he captivated people. So definitely going to miss the Sheik and um, just an impressive man. And, and think about this. Uh, you know, he beat Bob Backlund, right? Ended his – 2000 plus day reign held the title for 28 days and started Hogan's 1400 day reign. Maybe the greatest transitional champion of all time. 
Fuck the Hulk Hogan. <laughs> that tiny dick raisin balls. <laughs> Great. I guess that's how we'll end instead of me paying tribute to the guy you fucking If, if Vince Sr., let, let, let me do it, I would have broke him back. Like, I've given this guy all his glory, telling you all the great things he did in his life, but then they want to close with their sh- shitty Iron Sheik impressions. <laughs> yeah, I'll well, bring it back. Us if we didn't. Like, he, was... he, he would sign off on Twitter when another wrestling legend would say, Goodbye, Sheiky baby. We love you forever. Except the Hulk Hogan. Except the Except Hulk Hogan. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I'm going to do this real quick, and we're going to transition to some modern-day wrestling talk. Uh, Shiki, we'll miss you. Thanks for everything, and I hope you're resting. Not like The Undertaker would make you, but resting in peace. We do hope so. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. You guys, Raw was really, really fucking good Monday. I don't know if you watched it or not, but three things to me stood out. Kevin Owens and Gunther had a fucking bomber of a match. Just a fucking great match. Miz TV was fucking phenomenal. <laughs> and Rollins defended that title for Damian, against Damian Priest, who I, I think is going to be a champion somewhere down the road uh, sooner than later because he is not in the uh, you know, prime of his career or, or early stages of his career. He's 40, you know, but he's still got a good five, six years at least left in him, I would say. So... Who watched Raw? Anybody but me? No? Didn't think so. <laughs> I'm slowly working my way through it this week. All right. Well, you guys got to check out the match between Kevin Owens and Gunther. Um, the funny thing to me is you still got KO and Sammy on the, the Raw side because showing up at Raw, right? And then you got AJ showed up at Raw the other week, and Cody was at SmackDown, and it's like, where's the brand split? They're not wrestling, it's been at least. non-existent for a while. <laughs> Like, well, it's they, never been consistent. Like, it's always, why, but they why just made do they have it? They just made a big deal about the draft and how people are going to be on their own brand. I mean, they need to slip the women's titles back. They need to fucking split the tag titles up. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they, they always make a big deal of the draft because of when it first came out. Like, oh, yeah, everyone's going to split sides because we're going to be our own competition. And it's just, eh, yay, a draft. You get to see this person a little more on another show. <gasps> they made I it. always feel the concept doesn't work without GMs either. Or or some some lead character of some kind, you know, running, being the face of the brand. I said that right after the draft. I said the biggest thing, glaring thing to me when it happened was who who's the same team is drafting? Who cares? Like, you know, you can keep Adam Pierce on SmackDown because he's prominent. He's doing a great job. But give us a Raw GM then, you know, something to associate with. The only good thing about the draft, like I said, was HBK acting, you know, flustered and all his people are getting drafted. <laughs> Make it a little interesting and throw NXT in the draft, maybe. Well, mm-hmm. that's something we talked about, too, is like get rid of the draft as we know it. Put in a transfer window and a trading period or free agent period or whatever, and then have the draft just be NXT. Well, that's really what it should yeah. be, right? It would feel it would feel a lot more like every other you know professional sports draft. Yeah, yeah going up basically. that level. What are you guys' thoughts on the new belt for Roman? I love it. I I don't know why, but I I appreciate the gaudy bullcrap that he has going 
going on. It's it's phenomenal to me. I thought it was about time. Like there was. Okay, so I I, you noticed that too. Like it's basically the same design. It's just more gold. It's just gold. Yeah. 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 I you think the other two belts are going to go away? Because he didn't give them to Hunter. Give them to Paul. Paul Heyman was weird. Yeah. So is he going to have three belts now? Like, I was kind of confused. Is this just like a commemorative thing for you to have because you've been champ for so long? Is this what you're going to defend when you actually defend it? Like, and if that's the case, then hand over the other two. He's supposed to defend it at Money in the Bank. The other two will go away. I mean, they named the title the Undisputed Universal WWE Champion. They put put every word they could into that title, the name of that title, and it encapsulates both of them. Heavyweights there too, isn't it? No, it's just undisputed, undisputed champion. If it's undisputed, then what's all the fighting about? Oh, want to look at that again? You sure? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it says undisputed champion. Doesn't say heavyweight on that belt. I don't think so. It, it to the interweb. Uh, Sound like we're all near a computer. <laughs> because the thing is, the the world championship doesn't say heavyweight on it. I mean, we all know it's the heavyweight because it looks like big gold to an extent. I'm just saying, one says heavyweight on it and one doesn't. Oh, what? What? What kind of picture I've ever seen? (laughs) Can't even read the shit that's on here. Oh, I can't just go to (laughs) WWE.com. Undisputed champion, no heavyweight on there. Well, talk about your expectations for the World Heavyweight Championship then. Yeah, it just does say undisputed champion. Yeah, AJ Wright. Heavyweight Championship though? I don't know. Here, undisputed Universal Championship. Well, no, that is that. What do they call it? And then the other one is the world is the heavyweight. Okay. I shouldn't have listened to the Greg DeMarco show this week. Guess who was yeah. wrong? <laughs> Not Patrick Uh-oh. O'Dowd. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, for the... That's a first. Ooh, I'm kidding. For the World Heavyweight Championship, you know, I I think as long as Rollins has it, you're going to see a lot more of this. You know, him him having matches on Raw for the title. I hope it's not like every week. Because I think that, like, if you want to do, like, open challenges and stuff, it should be for the U.S. title or Intercontinental title. And leave this one, you know, to be more of a, you know, it's the, heavy, it's the heavyweight championship. It should be more, it shouldn't be defended every week. It doesn't have to be defended every week. The worst thing they did was Hunter coming out and dissing Roman and talking about how this title is going to get defended all the time. Like, you just could have brought it back. We didn't need the whole, you know run from one guy and give him to the other, in my opinion. I don't know. Mike, where do you see the World Heavyweight Championship going? Well, I, I worry about oversaturation of having Seth come out every week and issuing an open challenge. Like, I, I just started watching Raw a little bit before this show tonight, and, you know, I love that he opens it. I love that he's a fighting champion. The crowd really digs him. He's super over. But it's a fine line between... All right, where the hell's Roman? How come Roman's never here? And oh boy, more Seth. Okay, maybe we gotta we gotta walk this back just a little bit. And I I don't know it because it's a delicate balance. I don't know what the right number is. It's it's easy for me to say. Well, because 
careful. Well, but what's that number? I don't know. But I feel like if Seth came out once a month, maybe on Raw, and put the title up and defended it, you know, that might be all right. But every but week want, it's going to get old. You want him to be defending the title twice a month, basically, at the pay-per-view and then once. Because and then maybe once on Raw. See, and to me, that's stupid. That's a TV title. That's not a World Heavyweight Championship. Like, I don't know. What do you think, AJ? I mean, I don't like the open challenge concept because, like Mike Mann said, it gets old real fast. That That's going to be a glaring issue where it's, okay, is there going to be anyone that, like, steps up that's, like, credible and it builds something up, or is it just whoever's in the back come out and and face them because how, how often are we going to see like oh yeah if we if they keep this up how often are we going to see oh yeah random jabroni 312 just comes out of nowhere and just wants to fight he got his name out there though but it's not believable but if it goes to something like we're going to build something with dominic or build something with kevin owens or something like that, then they're more drawn in than just it's a world heavyweight championship. Look, it's back. It, it, it's kind of big gold. Back. <laughs> I swear. It shouldn't yeah, be a the title that challenges make it hard. It shouldn't be a title that anybody can challenge for. You have to earn that title match. You know, that's that's kind of part of being getting a shot at the world heavyweight title. Is it's earned. It's not just you know, handed to you because you walked out the door and said, hey, I was the first one through the curtain. I get the shot. That's one I... thing I can appreciate with NXT where Carmelo Hayes actually had the open challenge and every, or I think it was either Carmelo Hayes or whoever the uh, North American champion is, but people were actually fighting backstage to try to get this championship opportunity. That I appreciate because anyone can answer the open it's true all right my favorite part of raw ms tv he brings out cody for ms tv and the back and forth starts right away by ms saying you know and not just like throwing it into the welcoming conversation boy cody you look dashing this evening <laughs> and so cody at some point decides to call ms mike and he says my name is the ms and we get a mic chant from the crowd, Mike, Mike, Mike. And so he doesn't really like that. And then they, they talk about courage, and uh, Cody goes, Mike, you know a tiny little bit about courage, right? And we get the tiny balls chant from the fans, which was excellent. And then we get the biggest heel in the world comes out, Dominic Mysterio. And that guy's got more, more heat than a fucking pizza oven. Let me tell you. Like, a real one that you would go, like, a, like you know, you go to a fancy place where they got those brick ovens, right? So, I mean, he comes out, and this is all he has to do. All he has to do is put the mic up to his, to his mouth, and it's just raining booze. Like, almost as bad as the one time Vicky Guerrero got booed for, like, five straight fucking minutes. Like, this guy has been amazing. Like, him and Rhea are just excellent right now so dominic ends it by slapping cody and running out of the ring you know so would you guys like to see dominic and cody at money in the bank because what that does is keeps 
Cody out of that money in the bank because he doesn't need that, right? We're not going to sit here and watch Cody with the money in the bank for the next nine months. Somebody else has to do that. What do you guys think about Cody's moving forward, Dominic moving forward, and the possibility we see them at money in the bank? AJ. Cody winning money in the bank, I don't like it. This entire feud. Didn't, I said he wasn't going to even be in the I match. I know. I'm agreeing with you. For once, don't let agree. me agree with you for crying out loud. Don't agree with me. It's too bad I did. What you going to do about it? It's total I, BS. It, it, it comes it, later. Yeah, no. Yeah. I was about to say, you need another one of those uh, Millers in your system before you could say total BS. <laughs> As he goes <laughs> to get another. <laughs> I, I like it to where... You have the Miz, you have Cody. They don't need to have a special thing like Money in the Bank or a, 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 a Royal Rumble or anything like that. They could just be like, "Yeah, this is the next person to step up." Dom winning this though, that would be nuclear on so many levels, and I am for it. I would love dom to be the new mr money in the bank there's also another person that i want as mr money in the bank but we all know who it is yeah, yeah. but you have dom perfect as the best heel in your entire company he went from a little dweeby like green as ever kid just following ray to the greatest thing that they have going right now that isn't named Roman Reigns. Yeah, he went to fake prison for 20 minutes, leaned into it, and is just getting rains of booze going down upon him. See, prison chain? Just a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Do you think, do you think his heel, he is, like, I know we're talking about wrestling, but do you think it's real, or do you think people are just doing it now because they they like doing it? It's it's no. now kind of become a thing. I think it's the like the, the 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 least cheap heat you can get is what he's not he's not doing anything but walking out there yeah. and playing Dominic Mysterio who doesn't get along with his dad. That's it. Don't get me wrong, I love it. I love the angle. I love him and him and Rhea together are are wonderful. I love how much it it makes me remember. I didn't really watch it, but it makes me like see like the whole Eddie and China aspect to it, where it's just perfect and it's just like, hmm, that could work. It's, it's, it's the beautiful. opposite though. It's the opposite though because China was the one that still had to prove herself a little bit more, and Eddie was already established, right? And this is kind of yeah. the opposite here in this dynamic. So, but still, it's it's very reminiscent of it. Yeah. I I do feel like we're gonna probably get Cody versus Dominic at Money in the Bank. I I don't know if I think it would be amazing if Dominic was in Money in the Bank and won it because that certainly could give him even more heat. But he probably doesn't really need it at this point. He's got like you guys are saying he's <laughs> he's got he's the most over heel right now than Roman Reigns, and you know you could take it if you wanted to take it kind of to the next level, but I don't see him. I don't think we can have another money in the bank person. It's going to be tough, you know, lose again. You know, we've had that going right now and they're kind of a losing streak. And I think the next person that gets money in the bank is going to win it. And I don't see Dominic being that person right now, at least. Um, so 
I think we'd get that match. It does seem like they're going that way, and I think it could be a great match, and it's going to be huge for Dominic more than it will be for Cody, for sure. Uh, but Cody could just make him even more of a superstar by having that at Money in the Bank and putting him on the showcase there in, in England. I think more so what it does is it, it will put Dominic and raise him up from this really super powerful instead of popular heel with all this heat right now to a guy, if he can beat Cody, that, boy, I could legitimately see him winning a world championship at some point. But that's down the road for him, I think. I think AJ hit it on the head. Yeah, it's it's LA Knight's time to, to, to get yeah. the ball and score the touchdown or, or he doesn't come through with it because Seth isn't going to hold this thing forever, and he can wait with that thing and show up on different programs. The guy can talk a blue streak, and he's perfect for it. So I don't see why not. Um, it's hard to say, though. You know, you got a guy like Damian Priest or Finn Balor, or on the other side, you could see an AJ Styles, or you could see not Austin Theory. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you guys have any people? Buddy in mind that you'd like to see the money in the bank? Any names that we haven't mentioned yet? Uh, I thought Braun Breaker was coming up to have a match with somebody too, isn't he? That I don't know. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Shinsuke. I think I think Braun I think Bronson Reed might get a second chance opportunity and have him get put in there. They, they usually always have kind of a big man powerhouse guy, and he just seems like to be the guy to, to be in that match right now. I'd... <clears throat> Last year they had Omos in it, right? So, yeah, yeah, he'd be good in that match. Just to you know, f stuff up. I could see a lot of good spots with someone that big, and he's pretty mobile too. Why not? Uh, why not Ricochet? Well. If yeah. they're gonna give give a uh, another talent an opportunity, Ricochet has been around. He's been proving himself. He's he's always entertaining to watch. He might he's match. He's always the guy that takes Image. the big fall or the big move, right? But he's yeah, and he's in it. Oh yeah, you you know he's, he's like the he's like Benjamin. guaranteed to qualify for every Money in the Bank for a while he's, because he's yeah. going to do something awesome. He, he will not win the Money in the Bank briefcase though, for one Ooh. reason, one reason only. He can't talk. He can't go out and even give a quality six minute promo to to, to start an hour. He can't. It's not. It's not. It's not there yet. He he's an in the ring guy. You know, like I don't know. He he's just. He's almost, he's almost, it's funny because he's teamed up with Braun until Braun had just had neck fusion and everything went good. And he says he's going to work as hard as he can to get back as soon as he can. But he's a spectacle. That's what Ricochet is. Just like Braun Strowman is a spectacle as a big guy. He's a spectacle as the guy that can do all that fun, flippy shit. Mm -hmm. Flippy, dippy, bull crap. Dippy, bull crap. We're going to get to some Flippy Dippy bullcrap soon. That's the next topic. Well, not necessarily, but from the world of Flippy Dippy. If it's what I think it is what we talked about, it's not the world of Flippy Dippy. Well, what one half of it is. I mean, okay. one of them's part of the elite. Come on. That's Flippy Dippy. Okay, that's fair. Spot, thank you. Thank you. I'll ring my... You can ring my bell. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the bell ring only because I just rang how much I hate the bell. elite. <laughs> All right. Oh, Rollins and Priest. Great match. And I'm fine with that if we're going to see those kind of matches. How impressed are you guys with Damian Priest from WrestleMania 37 being a tag partner with Bad Bunny 
to move forward to being, uh, you know, in one of the biggest celebrity matches and one of the best celebrity matches of all time in, in, in Puerto Rico to having a world title shot to main event raw. I mean, this guy is on fire right now. I'm just, I'm glad they're giving him that opportunity and, and getting him to showcase what he's, what he can do. Cause I mean, when, you know, obviously when he was in ring of honor or whatever punishment Martinez and all that. And then he, when he came to NXT and I was starting to watch him, you know, first get on the scene of, of the WWE universe. And it was like, man, this guy is big. He can move, he can wrestle, you know, wasn't big on the, I wasn't a big talker at that point, really. Um, but you can see that evolution of him and he's like, I think you mentioned a PC, he's an older guy too. So, you know, he's, he's not a young chicken either. So it's, it's great to see him. He reminds him. me of like a Batista or DDP, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Get him, get him up there. Give him that opportunity now while you can, because he's been getting better. He's, he's even that he's, he's still, he's even getting better the more we've seen him. And it might just be because I, he's getting more of an opportunity to showcase what he really can do. And that, that's, that's awesome. And, I, you know, I mean, you brought up the fact that we were fans of his when he with ROH, you know, back when he was punishment Martinez. And I, all I said all along is once he came up to WD, like just get rid of this archer bullshit. No one wants to see that fucking crap. No one wants to see Drew McIntyre's stupid ass fucking sword. No one wants to see it. You can't use it. You're not going to kill anybody. You're not going to fucking go Brian Pillman and bring a gun and shoot somebody. You're not going to walk into limo and blow yourself up anymore like Vince McMahon. We don't need that shit. We don't need it. Mike, don't look at me like that. I was actually looking at Banjo. He's walking around all weird. I don't know if he wants to go outside. You maybe get he's old, got, old man. Maybe he's got poop stuck to his fur. No, not this time. And I've had to scrape that out not too long ago. <laughs> not this time. Look weird turn, didn't it? <laughs> so what about this? And I kind of noticed it, and then I heard other couple people talking about it. You have the thoughts of Judgment Day wanting to add another member all the time, and it could be, what's his name, J.D. McDonough? McDonough. There were rumors of that. But did we start something with Finn coming out? Cause so, so Seth made Damien agree in the opening segment to leave Finn in the back, and he said, yeah, I can take you on my own. And Finn came out to help, and when he did, Damien was not pleased about it. Are we going to get, is this going to be the first sign of turmoil in the Judgment Day? Do we get Priest and Balor? Does Balor turn face and we get this new guy in? Is this The Rock? Is this The Rock taking over the Nation of Domination? <clears throat> it's possible, I, I mean. I don't know. As, who's really the leader of, of the Judgment Day? With Rhea Ripley. I am. Well, she's definitely the most popular one. I always assume it's Finn who's who's the guy in charge because you know they kind of he came in when they ousted Edge, right? Yeah, it seems like it. Which was a really weird way to start this thing. Who would have thought it would be as good as it is now? Do you see Damian Priest leaving Judgment Day, being the first one gone? Maybe that's how they go. But then you know what? You're left with Dominic, Rhea, and two guys that are taller than me on my knees. Well, that's assuming it, it's it's JD. Unless they just call right. it a day. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you do... <laughs> Judge Day. A judgment Day. They call it a Judgment Day. <laughs> and they just go their separate ways. And Rhea and Dom can still hang out. And and then uh, that's it. <laughs> that was so bad. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, so so not like maybe no. uh, to get back to, uh, Ricochet here. But Ricochet, I think, would actually benefit from being part of a faction in that he wouldn't have to do a ton of talking, but he'd be involved in longer segments where he'd get a turn. And maybe that's how you develop his character a bit. When he fills turn? in, comes into Judgment Day. Would they turn Ricochet, though? I don't know. He seems like the perpetual smiling baby face, like Bruce Braun and Ricochet as a tag team. Like I think they really wanted to keep them a tag team for a, for a while, and now he got hurt. So I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. I don't think it's really worth talking about Ricochet's career arc projective. I don't, just don't think it's going to happen for the guy. I don't even know if he wins like a U.S. or IC title again. Maybe a tag. I'm just saying. I like the guy, but we're talking WWE television here. We're not talking Impact or aw or or mlw or www.www.www i want to see ricochet marty Janetti, braun Strowman's ass when he comes back throw him through the plate glass window of the barber shop and be done with him <laughs> i heard they're doing dark side of the ring marty Janetti. oh my Sweet. god no you know uh, is marty Janetti still alive Oh yeah. He is. Okay. All right. Good. Okay. I feel His sanity alive. might not be alive, but he's still alive. Somehow he and Keith Richards are making it. Platts partied with Mark. <laughs> Party Janetti. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to talk about WWE wise? Because you know we're gonna we always like to ramp up to the pay per views, so we're trying not to get into too many things besides kind of throwing out some early favorites for for the Money in the Bank, which we'll do every week. But. Um, Anything else that's going on with WWE that you'd like, don't like? Ronda, Shayna got the tag titles. I hope they hold on to them for a while. Ronda's in Stars on Mars, Mondays on Fox, 8 p.m. Eastern. I highly encourage you to watch it. I was thoroughly entertained by the first episode. You can hear more when I interrupt bandwagon nerds just to talk about Stars on Mars, Monday <laughs> morning. Network. Oh, boy. Anybody else? Anything WWE? Want to get off your chesticles? No? Maybe. Yes. I, I just I just hope that they don't screw up money in the bank like they did last year. Gunther passed the ha- uh, the Tonkster. Almost fucked up there. Gunther passes the Tonkster. The Tonkster. Uh, uh, <laughs> September. Oh, man. Let me get the right date for you. I know the date. This September, by the way. So, so he holds it until Survivor Series? I think it's least. September 9th. Um, September 9th, he passes the Tonkster, and Roman Reigns passes Hulk Hogan. I believe it's on a Friday in September as well. 2024, September 13th, Roman Reigns would be 1,475 days. You know what? You know what? Please don't. It's very sad. Already here. What? It's very I mean, sad. I can see it happening. Do is get past WrestleMania. Roman's not losing the title to WrestleMania. And then when he wins at WrestleMania, well, why would he lose at SummerSlam when you can have this gigantic celebration? Have someone cash in the money in the bank at the celebration on the 1,475th day. <laughs> yeah, but that would have to be like next year's money in the bank. This year's will be won by Dom. When Gunther beats the Tonkster's record. Okay, no, oh boy. What if Dom is to Ray? Oh, Dom is cashing the ice for the IC. That better Dom not wins the in the bank next year, and he's the one to dethrone Roman. Oh God. Oh my God, he would have. 
no. nuclear. He, he would have that time Roman is already face again. Oh, that'd be huge. Put it on the board booking by Tony. I'm just disappointed that Shiki Baby couldn't make it till that day so that he could celebrate and rest just... easy <laughs> knowing that Hulk Hogan's record <laughs> was surpassed by the Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns break the Hulk Hogan back. The Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Long live Roman Reigns, baby. Roman Reigns number one in Shiki book. By the way, DP has the uh, which which version of action figures is that? He's got Sheik with the belt on. This is the retro. This is one of the retro uh, Hasbro figures. I just put a belt on him. One of the old WWF belts from back in the day that the Sheiky baby would have had one. at the time. So yeah, uh, it did not come with him. But yeah, this is one of the old retro mini ones, the smaller guys. You can head over to DP's Twitter at it's me DPP. You might put a picture up there. there we'll go. see if he does it or not. So, all right, guys, good deal. I think we're going to take a commercial break again. Come back and we're going to talk about the two matches announced for Forbidden Door. DWI Podcast three seventy nine Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com. Always use your head. We shall return. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc now a word from my god our sponsor why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome back, DWI 379. The Mike Man is with us, and the, the entire panel is absolutely thrilled, Mike. What do you what have you been up to? What's going on in the life of the Mike Man that you'd like to divulge? As far as what are you watching? What are you reading? I know you got your Detective Comics um, shirt on there. I bet you if you have time on a Sunday afternoon, you probably impressed the shit out of Patrick O'Dowd and David Ungar on Bandwagon Nerds. I, I know a fair amount of uh, what I would probably call nerd-like trivia. Definitely can hold my own there. No, lately, a uh, lot, of, lot of work. Been very, very, very busy there. Now my kids are out of school. They just finished up today. So uh, by tomorrow, I'll be wanting to send them back. Are you, can you can you ask if you can go into the office for the summer? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like this is the gift and the curse of being a remote work is that like, you know, it's nice because I don't ever have to really put on like real clothes or anything. But on the negative side, I, I have nowhere to go. So after we're done with this podcast, quick trip over to. To Home Depot or Menards to buy a lock for the door to the basement. 
<laughs> you know, I actually do have some spare doors in my basement. I have like five extra doors. I have no idea. I mean, the people that used to live here before us had a thing with there doors. There weren't even <laughs> many members of the doors. Yeah. <laughs> Whole new meaning to the forbidden door. <laughs> hey! What a segue! Exactly. Wow. 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 <laughs> it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing no i'm loving it i'm glad that the four of us are here it's always really special to get um any one of the six members of the dwi podcast because christopher platt and david ungar most recently um became a member of the dw dan's shaking his head because i promoted dave from best friend you didn't listen to the show last week with dj did you what part I, I we, we we had this argument uh, the, the week before, and we were debating whether he's the actual member or, just, I didn't or still the DJ, best friend. I didn't make DJ. I didn't. Oh, you think Dave's not a member of the podcast? But he, no, that he could still be the best friend. He can't take it away. He can't be the best friend if you're a member of the podcast. I think. Oh boy, we're still we're still talking, like we're next... still debating this. This is gonna take a while. <laughs> I think I said last the two weeks ago that we had to we had to come down to the basement and settle it over a, is, a night of drinking. This, this is a shoot, but this is this is not some weird new gimmick DP and I are doing about this like trying to add a storyline to this show or something because we do weird shit like that. Like I did a backwards fucking episode that made no sense to anybody but me, just on an Ode to Seinfeld. You guys remember it. You don't want to, but you do. And this one is real, and we don't ever disagree at all and right now dan's fighting me so hard and i'm just trying to play nice i'm just being real nice like oh what do you think i don't know i was about to say meanwhile mike's just sipping on his mug and i'm just leaning back in the chair just like mike Mike, (laughs) hanging out with us while we drink for 30 years so not well not quite 25 at least he's he's used to these don't listen ask mike uh mike you want to talk about kane and jericho uh, we probably shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> that, must have, that was that episode seven or something like that. <laughs> I don't know, but we gotta fucking figure that out one night because that is probably the most epic battle ever. About I don't even remember what I think. Uh, you said they were done, and I said they weren't, or something like that. I don't know. Tony's right, gotta get... go deep into the hidden archives, so oh, it's. Oh. Like... I don't have both. He's, DP's the only one with those. Yeah. Uh, that was an After Dark episode, right. I think, sitting at the Mike Man's house. It might have been. Your neighbors are like, shut the fuck up! Uh, <laughs> oh, we were talking, we're talking religious. Kane and Jericho, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Spout your religion over here while you're having a pint. Break down the walls of the first murderer. I'm <laughs> an Old Testament guy myself. I don't know where to scratch the basement with this. Uh, all we need, all we need, is a babble. <sighs> I do want to go somewhere with this real quick, though, guys. I want just quick thoughts around the horn about the first two matches announced, real quick. Okada and Daniel Bryan, which I think is phenomenal. And I know everybody's saying, "Oh, well, it would have been great." However, many years ago when they were hot, well, they wouldn't have been able to get to this point together, right? So, like, just it's going to be a great match. And then Kenny Omega versus Osprey. I'm not a big Osprey fan. I respect the shit out of Kenny Omega. I just hope they have a great match. Uh, what do you guys think? This is going to be held in Toronto. And what do you think of these two matches? I'll start with AJ. Oh, why do you have to start with me? <laughs> you know more about this than either of these two guys. I mean, here's the I I 
I don't care when it's going to be. Brian Danielson versus Okada is always going to be a phenomenal match, no matter what. It doesn't matter if it's now. It doesn't matter if they were in Ring of Honor and Okada's still Okado and TNA being Samojo's bodyguard. This is going to be a great match, no matter what. Tony, I'm on the flip side on your shit because I have I don't respect any Omega and I respect the shit out of Will Ospreay. Oh, all right. Because the, the reason why this is actually I didn't say I don't respect Osprey. I'm just not a fan. I don't I, I don't really I haven't consumed enough of him to be a fan, to be honest with you. I know it's I'm, a solid worker. I'm I'm inverted where I'm the other way around where I respect the hell out of Osprey and I'm not a fan of Omega at all. Dan Dan, did you hear the the show title in that phrase? It's you gotta alter a little bit, but did you hear it? I think the show title is DWI three seventy nine, AJ's inverted. <laughs> I mean that works. But the thing that will make that match actually good, Just a suggestion. And, this is, and this is from me saying that the Omega Osprey match is going to be good, is they genuinely hate each other. Well, they actually do hate each other. Anytime that you have them on microphones or like the the reason why Omega is the United States champion for New Japan is because he faced Osprey and they were heated on each other they were flipping each other off saying the f-bomb over and over again during promos they hate each other so this is gonna work and osprey just went after every canadian legend and he's gonna be on he's gonna get amazing heat at the show too the other thing i want to mention too before we kick it over to mike man is did you see the promo that daniel bryan gave he's like we're in the desert there's no rain here you know, like he's going to work that motherfucker. Like I want Daniel Bryan to blow up Okada. I want that to be like the first 12 minutes of the match is Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan is doing something no one else could do. Okada is totally blown up right now. Or, you know, they're not going to use that word, but like, you know, outpacing him or something. He just, that is the way, the way the match starts for me. I, I just, I might have to buy this. That's a, those are strong words. Is this a, uh, this is what, between AEW and New Japan? Yeah. Yes. So there's like, uh, second there's a, one. Like an, okay. There's like an affiliation then between these two uh, oh, organizations well, yeah. like, uh, working together. And, okay. I mean, think about all the work that Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho and obviously the elite have done in New Japan, along with a number of other people on the AEW roster. So, yeah, those two are working pretty darn well together. Okay. That's really cool. Like I admit, I'm not. Uh, I don't watch a ton of AEW stuff, so I'm not completely Jeez. caught up on current stuff. But I know all four of these guys we're talking about. And... But you know enough about who Okada is. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know where every one of those guys that, are. But like, and you see, you already knew that these matches were happening when you saw that Okada and Daniel Bryan were going to have a match. Were what were your reaction? Was it like, eh? Was it like cool, or was it like? That's pretty fucking cool. It was pretty exciting. So I thought this is like we're finally going to get to see a match that I know we've wanted to see for a long time. Like this is something that you go back quite a ways, going, yeah, yeah. This has been this has been something I would have liked to have seen years ago. I'm still going to like to see it now. And if, if if Tony's buying it, I might just show up at his house for free and watch it. Maybe we just maybe we just maybe we just go. Yeah, yeah. The Thunderdome. We'll all chip in. Um, we'll get, we'll get Ned's. When is this? I'll bring some beast ice. All right. No, I'll just Miller light. Don't have to be that. Get a fucking... It's a better deal. Get 30 of them for like 11 bucks. 
You can get 30 Miller Lights for 19.99. I drink 30 I, of those for one box. Right there, man. <laughs> Compared to probably how many Dan has in like a freezer or any of his fridges from every other trip, I don't know. I have plenty of Miller Lights. And I mean an elf of Tony, I keep not it Dan. What did I, I do? He always, he always bring brings a case with him. Yeah. We're good to go. I bring everything over, yeah. I mean, I'll bring yeah. a bottle and everything. Who we got back here? Got you want to say hi? Nah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That was like, guess. I like the walk All right, DP, what do you think? I know you're not an anything uh. guy except for WWE for the most part. I know you're not a New Japan guy, but I know you know who Okada is. What were your first reactions when you saw Daniel Bryan and Okada going to have a match? I think the last time we talked about New Japan uh, with me, I said, uh, Okada's wrestler, right? Uh, but uh, I really, no, I really do know who Okada is. And I think he's always I my answer. the last trivia that I had. He's your answer to every question. He's my answer yeah, to every trivia, question. just like Jack Nicholas is in Trivial it's Pursuit for every golf Okada question. Okada or... Sukata or Nakamura. <laughs> Or Funaki, uh, number one SmackDown announcer. Funaki, number one. Uh, <clears throat> when I saw these two, at least, uh, the Omega-Osprey match, I thought was going to be, uh, you know, classic kind of spot fest. A lot of fast action, you know, nonstop type of action. Like, you know, the... And that's what just the like people the young were... That's stuff. what the... Who, that, the fans who this is for, that's what they want too, yeah. right? Right. Right, exactly, and that's what this will be. And I, I, it's interesting that AJ, you know, that the, you, you know, said that they really hate each other, you know, and kind of in real life, like that's makes it all the more more interesting too, as well. But that's like it breeds great matches when you have stuff like that too. You know, you've seen we've seen it back in the day. You know, that's that's happened before, and it, it breeds really great matches and great feuds. Um, so that one could be really really fun to watch. The Danielson Okada match I, when I saw that, I'm like, this what I want to see. If you know getting to watch this would be just a phenomenal wrestling match. Like these guys can put on a wrestling show, something that you don't always see, don't get to see a lot. We'd always see that back in the day with like Bret Hart or whatever. You know, I get up talking WWF, WWE, uh, you know, but like more mat wrestling reversals, holds, you know, like just good wrestling match. Um, and and these guys could put it on. JR's calling this in my head. This, this, this damn Okada Bryson match is going on for four and a half hours now. <laughs> Nobody seems to be able to get the upper hand. There ain't no quitting any of them. They start on Saturday. It's Sunday. But man, could you see like, <laughs> yeah, could you see like an hour long, like a little bit faster match, a little bit more wrestling, but like you know, like almost like the hour long <laughs> Iron Man matches. Oh, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Could be they really, really Mitch fun. Omega took too. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like morphing Jr. and Will Ferrell's Harry Carey together. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's exactly what it sounded like. Good oh, God, this match go on for four and a half hours. <sighs> You're a hot dog. Would you eat yourself? Hot dog, I would. I put some Jared sauce on it. <laughs> so let's get to the real reason I brought. Let's, uh, let's get to the real reason I brought this this match this this uh pay per view up and these two matches is you can pick any two guys to wrestle each other that can't currently legally wrestle each other without two companies agreement who would you want to see who would you want to see two current wrestlers 
that aren't working for the same company, basically. Mm. Good question. I should have I should have texted you guys this earlier. Is it just for yeah, just no, for right. proper yeah, like, like just who could put out a good match or who like makes a really good compelling story right now? Well, that's the thing too, right? Like, like you got to these things. Like everybody in the world is going to be the Meltzers of the world, and I said it. I said his fucking name. Want to give this match fucking six stars, Osprey and Omega, instantly, right? But what's better, the payoff for the bloodline or a thirty minutes of six stars? Because I got I got one hundred and six stars for almost a fucking year already now. Like, could you imagine? Where's my pastel, my sir? Huh? Could you imagine? Roman Reigns out there and in walks John Moxley like to come up and challenge him for the title or whatever like between the like that would I think that would get like just enormous pop huge do you think, right now if that match happened do you think Moxley would bleed <laughs> I think he'd bleed like Goldberg match wouldn't do even you start think yet Moxley <laughs> would bleed I don't know would Flair bleed not as much as Moxley. <laughs> I think Moxley would blade himself just making a ham sandwich. <laughs> there was a there was a really quick TikTok video of a guy I watching a John Moxley match, and when John Moxley got blood, he the guy watching the match got blood. Oh God! <laughs> did he get it the hard way though? Oh, I don't know. Is it ever Moxley did it for him? Yeah. <laughs> I think Roman Reigns is is the guy against a lot of other companies guys that he can't wrestle. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know that for me it's so tough. I I I, I couldn't tell you. I, I mean Roman and Okada, right? Um, I got a different one for Okada. Okay. Uh, what Okada do you got? And... Is Orton never going to get back in the ring again? <sighs> Mike, you got anything? I don't know. I'm thinking like now I'm on the spot here trying because there's too many different ones that I like. When CM Punk first left WWE, how many years ago? He was really pissed. Who was he pissed at? Oh, he was particular Vince McMahon. guy, or was it just the, was it like because what uh, Batista? It's a company. It something, or is it just kind of like taking shots at the, the part timers there? Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Seth, and, Seth and Punk. I'd love to see that. Who who was who was Punk pissed off at? Hold on, wait a minute. There we go. Let's see. Here we go. Start. Let's start my list. Here. Oh, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. You just Everybody. made the list. CM Punk versus Vince McMahon. Because <laughs> Vince McMahon looks like a freaking James Bond like villain right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's starting uh, the next Magna that, PI too. We're going to take a quick break and listen to me talk about Angry Lemonade. When we come back, we're going to have some trivia. Because he knows that's the only one I got. I win. But I got to listen to me. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. TheChairShot.com 
always use your head. You had to chug the last one just to open a fresh one. I love it. Vegas rules. Alrighty. Well, as always, three questions. One of them actually has multiple. You can get a grand total of two points. Mike, I don't remember if we did trivia when you were on for 300. I don't think we did. Trivia. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, this is the first, so I'll let you choose door number one, two, or three for the question. Give me door number three. I'm scared on Tunny's sake only because I'm expecting the second doodly doo or something like that. <laughs> and Platt's not here anymore, Last so that shit ain't to gonna fly. Drop the triple on us. You need to show up to work, Platt, you fucking bastard. <laughs> oh. Damn. <laughs> you don't listen to the show. I've called him worse. He knows I love him. Yeah, that's true. All right. So since we're on the road to money in the bank, two of these questions are money in the bank questions. But this main true. one. True. Is that is right? True. Who had the briefcase for the shortest amount of time? The shortest amount of time. Oh, all right. Is this men's and, and do, women's money in the bank, Toto? Counting both men's and women's, right. yeah. Well, let's get the clock going. Oh, wait a minute. And I do have a tiebreaker in case we have a tiebreaker. All right, Tony, we, Tony, Tony, we get it. We get it. You get pen drop and everything. Them answers. Uh, and then we show it to the camera, Mike Man. Oh, right. oh says no, Cena. I think it's I think it's uh no. Mike Man's Dan favorite wrestler. Kane. Mike Man says Ambrose. It is Well it's gotta be Kane. Because it is Kane. On, he held it on a stick. forty nine minutes. Yeah, oh, cash in the same day. Forty nine minutes. So Dan on the board. Yeah, suckers. Tony, I'll be at least nice a little bit here. Door number one or two? Ooh, me? It's you. Oh, I'll take it one. Guess it's got to drop a deuce. Finally! You can't do that by default. That was like that was like when we used to do the the uh, fantasy football picks with tight ends. You'd pick a, you'd, the first two guys would pick guys so that the other guy had to pick a shitty one because he picked the other ones last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, door number one. Who was the first wrestler to win the WWE and TNA World Championships? The first wrestler to win both. Oh, boy. You playing a PC or on me? Oh, what, this? 
Oh, that Jeopardy thing. That's not here. Dingus. The first wrestler to win the WWE and TNA. And almost all of them in the bank. Last one will Let's see if anyone figured this out. Tony says angle. Mike Man says angle. Oh. Dan's still writing down. No, something. I was trying to. I was gonna. I was putting a joke at the end. <laughs> angle, not the Hulk Hogan's. It's true. It is damn true. It was Kurt <laughs> Angle, the first TNA champion and AWWE champion. So, uh, Dan, door number two, door number two, or door number two. Pass. Drop that deuce, bitch. I, I, I can take a pass. Can I pass? This is total BS! Drop the deuce! Oh, my, oh, my Michael Scott? I gotta drop a deuce on everybody. He just All said right. it. So this one... <laughs> for two points. Dan currently in the lead with two. The casino night in the warehouse, right? I'm gonna drop it. Yeah, when he brought, brought the two, oh. yeah, the like, two dates. He's like, he's like, yeah, lucky lady, and I'm gonna drop a deuce on everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. A great show. Sorry, AJ. That was too too much. How many gold carry to pass? Too much deuce. Like, like I said, still with the deuces. Yeah, here we go. Two points. Yeah. Ooh, we, we can catch two up. Wrestlers. Two wrestlers. That have won King of the Ring, Money in the Bank. And the Royal Rumble. Okay. King of the Ring, There's the only Ring. two. Not like not, not like Highlander. It's uh, not there can be only one. There's two. Tells me Tunny knows at least one, but the second one eludes. Fuck! I think we all got one. I think I got the second one though. There's only two. Let's see the answers. Let's see the answers. He can go last. PC can go last. PC can go last. He can at least get a tie. Mike Man says Lesnar and Jericho. I can't show mine because he's still writing. Oh, crap, there's three. Get out of here. There's three. I forgot about Lesnar. Lesnar never won King of the Ring? Yes, he did. When? Did he win it in 2002? Fuck out of here. Now, now I'm looking at I up. will double check, but I'm pretty sure he was. No. Well, I'm checking. Yes, he was. Yeah. Brock Lesnar won in 2002. I, I, I'm not gonna. I. I'm but did he win right money? In the, I so, was money in the bank. Ed, yeah, he was money in the bank. Yeah, yeah boombox Brock. Edge is all the, I could come up with. Third one was Orton. Is the second one? 
The other one's not Orton. Orton never won ring, uh, King of the Ring. Oh. So I forgot about Brock Lesnar winning fucking King of the Punk. Ring. It's not Booker. It's not Punk. Punk. No. Oh, uh, fuck. Don't tell us. We got to guess it, guys. Yeah, we got to guess it, it. It's not Jericho either. Jericho never won uh, King of the Money ring. in the Bank. Or any, actually, I don't think he's held any of those. Never, he's, he never won it. No. You know why Jericho Money in the Bank? No, I don't want to hear the stupid it. Appleton thing. He was the one that invented money in the bank. And Vince told him that's why he can't win it. Yeah, that makes sense. No, it doesn't. Uh, is it? I'm wondering to see if anyone can figure it out. That's what we're, that's what we're going for I'm here. And Royal Rumble. You just gotta do Royal Rumble, people. Yeah. Is it? Is it? No, Lashley was never. No. I got what, it. What, Dan? I got it. Ray. Who? It. Wait, wait. Maybe you can just say it. You just say it. You don't have to write it. No, no. I was gonna do a thing. Uh, I don't think I have a soundbite. It's not the Iron Sheik. Oh, it's not Sheiky Baby. It was Sheamus. Sheamus. It was our favorite fella, Sheamus. Yeah. Ah, uh, fella. Yeah. I was trying to go through who won. won. <laughs> I was trying to go through everybody won the briefcase, and I'm like, okay. Yay, Dan won. Yay, that <laughs> sucks. I completely <laughs> forgot about Brock Lesnar. I, I, I think Mike technically won on that one. No. You lost. AJ lost. He didn't know the answer to his own fucking I might have lost, but at least Tony didn't win. Trivia. You lost. Tony didn't win. Dan won. You lost. Mike and I were just here to witness it. Wow. <laughs> Alright, guys. I got nothing. That's it. Great show. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Hope you enjoyed it. Had a blast, gentlemen. This was a good time. I'd ask everybody to tell you where you where they can find you and all your content, but there isn't any. You can find Mike here every 79 episodes. <laughs> I'm good for every other year. So look for me look in for 2025. Him. Look for so him right after. Uh, yeah, when Roman is still champion. He'll be, he'll be around for episode 500. <laughs> you got to come back in 2020, September of 24 next year when uh, Roman passes Hogan. There, how's too that? soon. It's too soon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Like I said, we get, we have to reach 500 for him to return. Sure. I'm so thankful you've been on the show today anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brother, and I'm sure I'll see you at the bar down the street very soon. Uh, thanks. thanks for coming out, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Anytime, guys. Right. AJ. Next week. What's go? Oh. <laughs> See you next Thursday. Hey, why don't you tell everybody know where they can find you? Oh, well, you can find me all over this. Ugh, wow, it's been a while since I've done this bit. The worldwide social media interwebs at Phenomenal AJB, AJB in all caps. You can find any of my articles on thechairshot.com. You can find every article on thechairshot.com. We've got great writers. You can also follow a bunch of podcasts also on there, the Chairshot Radio Network. You can find it on any of your podcast streaming sites you can find me all over the worldwide social media interwebs at it's me dpp and check out my twitter feed as uh, while we were recording i did post a picture of shiki baby so it's out there so go check it out follow me and follow this show at podcast dwi and on facebook at facebook.com slash dwi podcast
And you can find me Monday nights at 8 Eastern watching Fox and Stars on Mars with Lance Armstrong, Ronda Rousey. Where's the outro? Where's the outro? Marshawn Lynch. And my surviving liver. Natasha Leggero, Christopher Mintz-Plus, Natasha. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hosted by William Shatner. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Are they going to use the same fake set that they used for the uh, moon landing, too? TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. The girl from Modern Family, the middle one, Ariel Winter is her name. She thought Lance Armstrong was Neil Armstrong. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Is Buzz Aldrin going to be part of that, too? You know, second second man on the moon. Second comes right after first. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Screw you, DP. Screw you. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. You made me drop a deuce on everybody. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. This is the end that never ends. It just goes on and on, my friends. (laughs) Say goodnight, Mike. Good night, gentlemen. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.